Patmos times test the direction of our hearts. There's no point trying to dodge them just because they're hard. Paul knew he had to go to Jerusalem even though the Spirit was warning him that there would be great hardships ahead. And so he refused to yield to the pleas of his friends not to go. It's not only major things like bereavement that can cause a sense of loss and disorientation. In my book, The Veil of Tears, I've written sections about things such as retirement and redundancy and broken relationships and many other such grief triggers. Goes without saying that the better we handle the smaller changes in life now, the more easily we'll cope with more serious ones later. None of us enjoys the taste of bile that grief leaves in our hearts. But you might find it helpful, either for yourself or for someone you are coming alongside, to encourage them to deliberately let out their distress as often as they need to. Doing this can help to prevent people from being overwhelmed at other less appropriate times. It's certainly a great deal better than pretending that all is fine and burying their real hurts, which are sure to come out again another way. I've looked at that in Vale of Tears in the section I've called When Grief Takes Convoluted Terms. There are times when we have to set our faces like flint, but always humility helps. As Graham Cook put it, when God puts his finger on a part of our life that's not working properly, he's joyfully pointing at the sight of our next miracle. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfil? Try not to make major decisions at times when major changes have knocked you off balance. When the axis of your life has shifted, it can be very easy to make rash choices that you'll regret when balance has been restored again. Challenge disappointment before it degenerates into full-blown discouragement. Root it out in the name of Jesus before bitterness and self-pity come marching in, let alone before you fall into the pits of despair and cynicism. Don't doubt in the darkness what you heard in the light. If you're going through changes that are causing you pain, the gap between promise and fulfilment can seem very large, and we need people who will help us make it through. Shakespeare wrote in Titus Adronicus, Sorrow concealed, like an oven stopped, burns the heart to cinders. He warned in Hamlet, You do surely bar the door upon your own liberty if you deny your griefs to your friend. Let me ask you, who are you sharing these big issues with? If you've been the victim of a serious loss or been violated, you may well have been plunged into such profound trauma 
that it's affected your trust and willingness to share in this way, especially if certain people have prayed well-meant prayers which somehow don't seem to touch the shock or trauma at all. Whilst grief is a process that people need to go through, trauma is an imposition on the spirit that needs to be prayed right off. And this is where we need words of faith and authority. And if that means repeating certain prayers over and over again, then this is the one time when we're in no danger of heaping up empty words. No, what we're doing is allowing God's reassurance to reach right down as deep as it needs to in order to touch our shaken hearts. 